Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And we're back. Hello. Hello. You have glasses on. I do. These are my, I want to look smarter glasses. I was going to see if people would notice, but that was literally the first thing you said. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't know. It's weird. I knew you were trying to like just see if people notice, but if people aren't listening, they're not. I mean, if people are just listening, they're not going to notice. So I had to call it out. So Yeah. Well, I've noticed that like since I've stared at computer screens quite a lot. I'm trying to rule out things as like, I get headaches periodically. I'm trying to factor out reasons why. Hmm. Um, caffeine or, and then I got duped into some internet marketing that was like, you need these glasses that have a blue filter that make you not have headaches when you're on your computer. But I wore them for a little while and they made me feel really sick. Like they don't magnify, I didn't think. There's probably just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a tiny smidge, but it, yeah. Made me feel gross. <laughs> I don't get motion sick at all, and this is the first instance of like that weird parallaxy sickness feeling huh. that I've ever gotten. Well, when I first got these glasses, and I had glasses when I was younger, and then I kind of stopped wearing them, so I feel like I've been through this before, but I didn't. I didn't remember it when I got these glasses. When I first put them on, the shape of everything was different. Like my field of view mm-hmm. was a little different, and for the first day day and a half or something it was really strange it felt like my hands were really super far away and stuff like that and now if i take them on and off it doesn't look any different at all hmm. and I, I, maybe your maybe brain you're, just maybe you're cured <laughs> i can see your no, maybe your gone. brain like learns how to switch between things you know and handle it better yeah. or something but it's really weird it used to look so different and now there's i see no difference at all as far as like the, I mean, I, I see a difference as far as a clarity, but that uh, depth of things or whatever it is that caused that is really strange. Have you ever heard of an ocular migraine? The migraine that's in your eyeballs? Yeah. That's I, usually where my migraines uh, originate, or right behind my eyes. So I've never heard of this before. Um, and a few months ago, my daughter just one day was like, and she's, you know, 10. 11. She's 11 now. Um, she was like, I can't see out of one of my eyes. All of a sudden, she was like, it's kind of blurry, and now it's starting mm. to go dark, and I can't see. And we got really mm. upset. We are like, uh, yeah. we should call somebody about that. And she's like, yeah, my head's starting to hurt, and it's just blurry, and it's kind of going in and out, but it's only one eye, and if I close my eyes, it feels a little bit better. And so we were like, well, go lay down. We're going to call the doctor, see what's up. Long story short, there's something called an ocular migraine. And it will come on as a headache, but it can cause one or both eyes to either go blurry, like out of focus, um, or you lose vision or everything gets darker for a little while while you have the headache, and then it just goes away. And it's like migraine, like a regular migraine where there's not necessarily a trigger. Sometimes there is, but there's nothing that you could just definitely tie it to. Um... And she's had to deal with it a couple of times, and it's lasted for 30, 40 minutes. You know, we put, like, sometimes she'll get in a cool bath, yep. and then that seems to kind of get rid of it, and then she's fine. It's really weird, though, and it really scared me the first time it happened because, you know, she'd never had anything that her yeah. like that her entire life, and all of a sudden it was just a, a thing. I see, um, I see stars sometimes. Hmm. Like, like Brad Pitt. <laughs> It's a bunch of bread. <laughs> They're everywhere. This is the dreamiest <laughs> migraine. But... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Proceed. It's it's the seven version of Brad. Oh, not, ooh, not the, the short version. hair one. Get it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it would. I used to get them all the time when I was a kid, and it's it's less so now, but it's so random when it comes on. Like it'll start behind my eyes, and it'll my great to like the back of my head my green and i'll start seeing it's like these shooting stars from like your peripheral going toward the center of your vision huh yeah like the opposite of going light speed but oh like you're going light speed reverse yeah yeah. they're not just kind of like one no no no. it's shooting toward the center that's like you threw the millennium falcon in reverse and just (laughs) punch it punch it backwards and i start to feel really nauseous like i'm gonna throw up I get really pale. Hmm. I remember the couple times that it happened um, when I worked at the pool. I was, it's weird because it's like sometimes you just like have a headache. And you're like, oh, man, I got a headache for whatever reason. I haven't eaten or you didn't drink a cup of coffee. 
And it kind of feels like that. And the moment that I know that that's coming, like I have to take a bunch of like, usually some Excedrin works is it has a little bit of caffeine in it. Cause sometimes it's caffeine triggered Oh right. or there's stuff called Imatrex that I used to take that used to make me super dizzy and just like loopy. Hmm. Um, but what helped me was <laughs> taking the shower or like a cold bath mm-hmm. or just laying on the bathroom floor, like the linoleum or the tile, the cold tile. Oh yeah. I've heard that too. Just like shut off all the light, no sound and just lay on the floor. Like I felt like I was dying. Hmm. The one time in particular, my wife had some friends over and I like left work early and I drove myself home, which was a terrible idea. She's like, I oh, do look terrible. She's like, you have a migraine. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go lay down. And I remember I was taking a shower and I'm like, this is how you die. Like right now is how you die. Hmm. This is this is terrible. Like I was in, I got admitted one time when I was in Louisiana for three days in the hospital because of one, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong. Like I, I had Dang. a fever. Three I had days. this migraine that just would not go away. Hmm. And they kept coming in, and their the army hospital just would give me Motrin, and that was like it. Every so often they come in and give me some Motrin, and I remember I would I'd wake up and she would turn the lights on. And she would give me the medicine, and one time I threw it up. Hmm. And she's like, okay, well, I mean, technically you took it, so you can't have it for another four hours. Uh, and I was trying to, like, reach into the trash can, and I'm like, that's unacceptable. And the lady had like, oh, no, don't do that. That's disgusting. And then she, like, gave me some more out of pity. <laughs> but that was, man, that was miserable. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad. That's nothing. I've, I've never had to deal with anything like that, the migraine stuff, because it sounds just terrible it's just so random like it's not a, a series of things that you're doing right you can't just cut something out or, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's a poopy so i feel for it <laughs> that is a poopy yeah well she's only had to deal with it a couple of times luckily so but it is a thing that you know now we have to kind of keep an eye out for and if we know it's coming or if she starts to feel it then we're like okay go lay down close your eyes yep. go just, lay down on the bathroom floor just like let it you know, run its course. Cause that seems to be what it is, at least with mm-hmm. hers. I don't know if they're all like that, but hers just has to run its course. Yeah. But, um, anyway, we're going to both finish these sets today. Oh, uh, you yeah. think, you think so? I'm, I'm going. I so, got a game fight. There are tons of little tiny pieces yeah. and very few larger pieces. Ooh, you get to make a chain. Yeah. I get too. to make a chain. That's cool. I was slowly, I've been putting the pieces of the chain together, but I'm waiting to be, punished by the instructions for trying to <laughs> like there's nothing else this could be but a chain uh you never know okay. um yeah Drop so it. i have i'm in bag 14 and i have bag 15 but look at this it's like no oh, that's, that's like nothing yeah uh, making like a ladder i don't know what that is so anyway I, I should be able to finish this one up today a little lego news for anybody man there's a lot happening above us i wonder how much people can hear because well, we get like, man, there's tons of kids. But then I listen to the show sometimes, and it's like, I couldn't hear it. That's well, a lot of people afraid. usually go like, we wouldn't even know it was there if you didn't point it out. But you can hear that, right? It's, it's the like headphone right... people. Yeah. Anyway. Um, did you see that Lego was going to start testing paper bags? I didn't see what they were doing. I heard that they were phasing out single-use plastic bags. Mm-hmm. But I assumed that it was going to just be in some type of like cardboard box. It's like a paper sealed bag of some sort and they i saw some pictures of them i think it's a really good move for them i mean obviously this is all still plastic but they're making moves on that turning that into a more sustainable plant-based thing and it's oh vacuuming great (laughs) Great. kids are so clean yeah it's not like we record on a habitual time or date no they're just so in tune well it's we record kind of at the end of the school day and that's when they have to start doing their chores we are terrible parents. We're like, you do school all day long, and as soon as you're done, you do your chores. That's, and you that's can't have fun all until all that's... Well, you know, it's like we don't give them a break. We're not terrible parents. <laughs> anyway, there's vacuuming. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, I think the paper bag is like a good step towards... <laughs> it's so loud. It's a good step towards... <laughs> You know, doing what they can, given what they make, to uh, improve it a little bit. So I wonder if that will eventually maybe morph into how they do instructions. Because even, like, this particular set, like, look at this book. It's, like, yeah, it's three-quarters of an inch thick, you know? I mean, this is, like, a whole 
It's a volume. It's a year's worth of magazines. And that could be, and these are all digital already. You can get the digital instructions for any set that you get. So I wonder if they'll eventually move to that, or maybe uh, instead of having individual numbered bags, they figure out a better way to organize them in a single container or something. Hmm. You know, I don't know. But That's what I was wondering, that if they were going to move to boxes, before I had, you said something about paper bags, like how they were going to do that. I know some of the sets, they just don't have bag numbers. Yeah. But it yeah. makes sense for some of them to have bag numbers. Yeah, so, for sure. I, I think it's cool that they're doing that. Trailer. Apple had the... Uh, I put that on wrong, I think. No, I didn't. Um, Apple had their uh, iPad and the Apple Watch announcement yes. yesterday, and they were talking about... They're trying to be what, carbon net zero by 2030 as a company. Yeah. And I heard Google just hit that. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so now, does that count? That can't count the production, the production facilities themselves. I, like, because no they, they send stuff off to China. They can't demand that the Chinese factory that puts all the iPhone 12s and stuff together be <sighs> net zero. I mean, I wouldn't think so. It's but it, like, but nah. at the same time, They've had a lot of scrutiny about the environmental impact of their battery production and mm. recycling and stuff like that. And that all is about the physical thing, not just the you know, US-based office. Yeah, they did the talk company. a lot about using recycled materials from... And I, I was wondering during that event, like where you're getting the recycled tungsten and things that it mentioned. So it could mm. be, I don't know if it's from batteries or... I don't know, but could they be. they're very proud of their ability to reuse items... And it made me think, like, what items are we using? And they're not... Uh, I saw yesterday that all new... I don't know if it's all new, but new Apple products that they ship out are not going to contain power Char- adapters now, yeah. or chargers. Yeah. Which is really smart, to be Which honest. Which may go to show that maybe the <clears throat> the 12 or the newest iPhone won't have USB-C charging. Yeah, it's possible. Because yeah. then that whole, like, saying that will be kind of negated because they're going to have to replaced a lightning cable yeah possibly and they may just be moving closer to full wireless charging or the assumption of full wireless they got rid of the the charging pad they did they but at the it. same time that one of the things that they announced yesterday was um a charging pad for the watch where you could lay the watch rather than the puck mm-hmm. that, that magnetically sticks to the back it's a larger pad that you could set it on uh flat or up on its side and it will still charge really yeah well, so that you can use it as a nightstand Kind of like hmm. a, a alarm clock. And that's thing. always been like the big detractor for me because I have, I, I 3D printed a little thing that has the puck for my watch mm-hmm. oriented vertically and then it has an induction charging pad behind like a 3D printed thing for my phone. So I can set my phone on some pegs and watch it like a TV like while it's being charged with my watch next to it all in the same kind right. of unit. Yeah. So that would be cool. Yeah. That way you just be. have one big pad. Um. So, wow, there's, there's a lot going on up there. Um, another thing, uh, the thing that I was the most interested in, if you're not into Apple stuff, I apologize, but this is actually a little bit bigger of a conversation here. The thing that I was really looking forward to in this particular you know, product launch or whatever is that I had heard for a while they were thinking about coming up with a way to have an Apple Watch, cellular-based Apple Watch, that was independent from a phone. Yeah, so that you could like have one for a kid. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. They did announce it. Oh, did they? They did. Yeah. I I didn't watch the video, so I just kind of went back after the fact and looked at what was released, and that was the thing I was looking for. So I found it. We tuned in in the middle of the the watch. Oh, so basically they um they have this. I don't remember what they call it. It's family something something something. Apple One. No, no, no. It's like a it has the word family in it yeah. or. Apple Family Plus? It doesn't matter. It's a thing where you can have a single phone can set up multiple watches. They have to be cellular, and they have to be like, I don't know, Series 3 or higher or something like that. But the the controlling iPhone can set all parental limitations on the watch. So you can um, set up like who can call, who can text to it, who they can respond to. Hmm. Um, you obviously have all the GPS control and stuff like that. You can um, set a school time feature so that it is like a do not disturb during yeah. school. Um, and basically, it's a really controlled watch uh, but that you can monitor, you can contact, which is great for us because the thing that I've been 
uh, kind of trying to figure out for the past year or so, my kids, my older kids are getting older. They ride bikes in the neighborhood a lot. And uh, I don't want to give them a phone. I have no interest in giving them a phone, even though they ask all the time. But I do want a way to get in touch with them to see where they are in case something goes wrong for them to call us if somebody has a bike wreck. You know, cause they wreck all the time. They're like constantly falling off or running into stuff or whatever. And the Apple Watch has the fall detection. They'll oh, automatically yeah. call 911. Well, so if they do get... That like, might not be good. <laughs> well, I don't know if we need a 911 every time they fall. I don't know what the, the impact limit. Yeah. But anyway, so this is interesting for us because... Um, we, my wife and I both have Apple watches. We both really like them. And it's an opportunity for us to upgrade ours. And the ones we have are still new enough that, and in good mm-hmm. enough shape that they can be passed down to the two older kids. And that gives us a way to get in touch with them um, without the dangers, potential dangers that could go with a phone, no matter how locked down that phone is. Yep. The watch just doesn't have the same capabilities. So I don't have to worry about them trying to buy games or, you know, like whatever they're watching YouTube, any of that type of stuff. Like it's just a non-issue. And it's, it's interesting because it's a thing where all of the arguments that they give us for having a phone are answered by the watch without the negative stuff, the reasons that we don't want to give them a phone. Yeah. Cause they're always like, yeah, but then we can get in touch with you and we can let you know where we are and we can, you know, always check in. And I'm like, yep. You can with the watch. And it's a new cool piece of technology. It's yeah. not like you're giving them like a flip phone right. where you as a parent like, <laughs> this does everything you think. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it, it's still functional for other reasons besides just being in contact with people. Yeah. Like granted, it's, they may see their friends on on their, their phones and still have a little bit of jealousy. Yeah. But as, as a kid, trying to put myself in their shoes, like that's a pretty hefty consolation. Oh, yeah. I mean, to have like a, they have no concept concept of what Dick Tracy is, but to have like that right? on your wrist, like yep. as a child, that's pretty amazing. I still think it's cool that my, when my wife calls, like we were, we were doing a project in my house and we were moving stuff downstairs and my, I had my hands full Oh yeah, and she called me <laughs> and it's funny now, you know, people that are Apple watch people when they just start like pecking at their wrist with their nose, with their nose <laughs> to like make notifications go away. Well, yeah, I like pecked at my wrist and. She's like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm literally, I'm like moving a huge piece of furniture downstairs. She's like, oh, I can let you go. I'm like, there's literal no impact on me right yeah. now talking to you. Yep. Other than awesome. having to peck awkwardly at my wrist like a crazy person. So, I mean, the downside to that whole thing is that even if you're using a used watch, it's still a lot of money, right? Yeah. It's still a thing that a kid could smash, could crack, could forget to charge, and then it's pointless. And, you know, I mean, there's... I'm not trying to be like, oh, this is just like perfect solution for whatever. Given the fact that we're already Apple Watch users and I skip a couple of generations at a time, you know, I think mine's a four and they just came out with the six. So, you know, it's not like I'm always trading up to the newest ones. Yours is a four too. Cause I think yeah, we, we bought them at the same time. Cause my, I was fine with my three, but I broke it. I had a two, I skipped the three and I got the four. Now I've skipped the five. Is there a five? Hmm. last year it was like basically the same they're all basically the same they just add little features here and there but they look pretty much the same anyway i think it's going to be a good solution for us as a way to step into having two middle schoolers who are beginning to kind of step out of Mm -hmm. you know underneath the wing and get out there so i'm pretty excited that that's an option for us so well i'm glad you brought this up because i kind of wanted to talk about um Kind of this topic because my oldest son um we homeschool so the like doing your work at home on the computer is not foreign to us at all i know a lot of people are being forced to like use their chromebooks or do google meets and things like that like we've been doing that for for a while before it was cool <laughs> but all right the, the com- <laughs> You know, the, the homeschoolers doing everything before it's cool. Yeah. You guys are just now doing work at home. <laughs> Dorks. We're OG. But, like, I don't want to buy another laptop just because my 10-year-old needs to write a paper. Yeah. So we have a 2009 iMac. Like, this still works, but it's not upgradable. Like, we can't get the newest version of OS. Oh. We can't get uh, pages. We had... Mm. Uh, 
uh, an office subscription. I was like, why am I paying like 80 bucks a year to be able to use like Excel when we can just use numbers? Like the, the, the jump from one to the other was not as drastic as I imagined. And now that the computer that is like the house computer, the one that my son uses to do school, like can't even take the newest version. Like I'm not going to pay for that. So I stopped. Yeah. And we can just use Google Docs. Yep. And so it's web-based. So I was able to set him up on Google Docs. I'm like, well, if I do that, then he needs to have a login on this computer that is kind of dedicated to this computer. And I think like most people nowadays, I have several email addresses. I've got the one I have here for work. I've got the silly one I've had since high school. There's my professional one that if I was going to a job interview, that's not like booty shaker 42 or whatever. <laughs> so my boring professional email that only has like three emails in it as a whole, I just set that one up and he wanted to make it his own. So he went in and like changed the birthday and locked out the account. Hmm. Because it wasn't on a family account. And something happened. I don't remember what it was, but I got frustrated at it. And so the other day I sat down. Oh, I know. My son is 10. And he asked me the other day what a condom was. I'm like, whoa, okay, hi, what? <laughs> Where? And I, I've told him before, and it's always my stance. I don't ever want to lie to him. And I told him that. I'm like... But I'm like, do, I will answer this question. Do you yeah. really want to know? And I answered it like that. And he kind of gave me that weird look. He was like, no, I don't think I want to know anymore. Hmm. I'm like, it, it's nothing bad, but I don't think it's the right time for us to, for me to not lie to you. Let me not lie to you later when this is a little more yeah. applicable. So I was trying to figure out like, how did you get to that? And he was like, I was, he was Google image searching for something he was putting into a paper which, again, I still don't know how those lines connected where he was seeing something about condoms. And he's been, uh, he wanted to read audiobooks. So I got a bunch of Audible books. One was uh, Off to Be the Wizard, which is a book that you and I have talked about, which is a fantastic, fun, wizardy, like computer hacking kind of uh, set of stories. Yeah, super good. I highly recommend them. Yeah, it's a series of three, and he just finished the second one. But he was looking up, like, what those characters looked like in real life. What, like, Martin looked like. Hmm. And so he's Google imaging this stuff. And then this book came up about, like, uh, some spell book. And he was asking me if he could buy it. And I'm like, well, you got to show it to me. So he shows it to me. And it's, like, dark magic spells for, like, Wiccans. Hmm. I'm like, this is not, like, a fiction, like, fun, we're going to cast spells, like, Harry book. Potter. Yeah. Yeah. This is, like, you're going to go out into the woods and like try to actually do spells and like talk to dark spirits and things. I'm like, I don't I don't know how I feel about this. And so he got upset with me because he didn't understand the difference between like fun fictional wizardry hmm. and then people actually like standing in circles with like yeah, stars and flames or something on the ground. Like again, I don't want to cast dispersion people. I don't know much about it, but I'm like this is not what you think it is. So then I come back to like, how did you even get that far? And I'm like, not that I want to shut down the world. We were very open about that as homeschool parents. But I'm like, you do need some kind of like some parental yeah. controls on there just so you don't accidentally see things that you don't want to see. And so the other day I sat down on the computer that he normally uses. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, why are you on the computer? What are you doing? You're breaking everything. <laughs> I'm like, I know how I would respond to that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, are you putting parental controls? I'm like, yeah. And then he got upset. And then I had to turn to him. I'm like, do you want me to tell you what a condom is now? Ooh. He goes, uh, no. I'm like, did you look for that? He goes, no, it just like popped up accidentally. I'm like, a parental control prevents stuff like that popping up accidentally. Yeah. He goes, oh, okay. I'm like, there are things in the world you're not ready to see yet. Not that you shouldn't ever be exposed to them, but you're 10. Yeah. So do you want me to let the internet just randomly show you stuff that makes you uncomfortable? Or do you want me to help you with that? Okay. Yeah. So rather than setting parental controls on my own weird uh, job-related uh, email address, I created his own Google account that was under the family account. Mm -hmm. And so while I was doing that, I'm like, I get to pick my son's email address. Yeah. Like, this is the email address that, like, he's going to apply to college. He could apply to his first job. I'm like, this is going to be his outward-facing identity. So you did Booty Shaker 43, I sure right? did. <laughs> Dickens smells like rotten <laughs> egg farts. 
4927265472927A capital P. <laughs> Excellent video. Yeah. In case you just just a little side tangent, go look for Domain Dollar. Yeah. What is it? Domain Dollar Store. Domain Dollar Store. It's an excellent old video. Anyway, proceed. So like with that, I had to I had to pause for a second because I was like, this is his actual stuff, and it's very yeah. clear that like he could see stuff in there. Your child, even when setting this stuff up with the controls, like can still see stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I get that. That's a risk that because we live in the internet age. He's going to be on the internet. Like, I can't stop all things. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm doing something. I'm setting him up to something that is, I automatically, in my mind, like, made him older. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. It's a jump forward, for sure. Yeah, and it wasn't one like the school was like, oh, here's your Chromebook, your, you know, Jim Bob Price at elementary school because you're a baby.com. <laughs> and I'm like, this is like, yeah, when you apply to college, this is the email address you're probably going to use. Mm-hmm. And I sat down uh, yesterday morning and I wrote him an email, like a really long email about like, welcome to, to the, the actual internet. Hmm. Not in a way where like, oh, you need to look up a Google image of conquistadors for this paper that you're doing. I'm like, you now have the keys. Again, parental controls within reason. Some like, keys. You have the keys to all of human knowledge. Good and bad, hmm. to fact, to opinion, to the the messy, vague in between, and in that message, like I tried to explain all that, and and not in scary ways, but I'm like, and in those that vague, scary in between, like I am here to help you, and the things that because the internet is constantly changing, there are things that I don't know yet, yeah, and so we can figure those things out together, like, but for the most part. Like, this is, I, I work on the internet. Like, please take my word for a lot of the things that I'm trying to tell you. Don't assume I'm out to get you. Don't fight me. Yeah. I have your best interests at heart. I promise I do. Uh, but let me be, I don't know, like my dad was a fireman. And so if I needed information on fire hoses, I'm not going to tell me he's an idiot. Like, it's what you do for a living. Yeah. Like, cut him some slack. <laughs> But it was very strange. Like I, in that one simple thing, like I don't want you to use my old email address anymore to find pictures, uh, you know, of the moon landing to put in your book report. Now I just gave you a worldwide identity that is going to carry with you. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, but at the same time, I mean, it does sound like a big step forward, but we also did that when they were born. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a fact. It, like it's, I think... In the time that they are with us under our care, it's a bunch of those. It's a bunch of those things of like, you're ill-prepared. We have a little bit more experience. So here's the next thing. Here's your next level up and what, what we can give you to help you move ahead until you get to the next thing. As those barriers will begin to come off, you know, over time. Um, so that feels weird. Yeah. But I had something interesting a couple days ago that's like the next step past that. So when our kids had to come home from school in March, um, I saw it coming. So a few weeks before everything kind of happened, I ordered Chromebooks for the kids Mm -hmm. found some nice refurbished ones that are really good. Mm -hmm. So when that did happen, we had four Chromebooks here and I had to set them all up. So I did the same thing. I set them all up a Google account with their name and Google has this, and anybody that doesn't know, they have this program called Family Link, and it yeah. lets you set up child accounts. Yep, that's what we did. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So um, through that, you have an app, and then you can manage and stuff all of the kids' accounts and what they have access to and all that type of stuff. Well, that works until they're 13. Yep. And when they're 13, they, they, can, choose. they can choose to take over their account that you can still manage, but have to it agree. transfers to their name. Yep. I got an email yesterday. That my oldest, in a month from, I'm not going to say when, soon, um, Ooh. he gets to take over his own account. That's Google, like, pushing them out of that little nest. That's weird. Yeah, that's an outside entity. Like, I mean, it's weird just that I, I could still, you know, I could mess with it. I could change his birthday or I could do something. I don't know, but... It's weird to say, like, here's a thing that you created for them that you are, like, really in control of, 
And now they get the chance to take some of that control away from you. Someone else thinks that you shouldn't have that control anymore. Yeah. And I could see where a lot of people would be very against <clears throat> that, having a big corporation tell them that they can't parent in the way that they choose. Right. But that's kind of what you sign up for when you do stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, like if, if that's really important to you, if you really don't you know, want the, the kid to have that option, you could go in as them because you have full access to their account. Yeah, I have his password. He and like <laughs> set that, you know, you can um, you could choose that for them. And like I said, it's you can still manage their account, but the ownership of that account goes to them so that as they grow older, they can take it with them. Which is a good thing. I mean, it's, you know, a, a good step for them. But it was weird to have that realization like, oh, this is a, this is another step forward. A little bit of control that I'm really going to have to eventually get rid of anyway. But this is a, like you said, it's an outward thing kind of reaching in and saying like, oh, yeah, don't forget, you're losing your children. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. So. Well, he was really excited that uh, I migrated over his Google Docs from my old account to his now new account. And as I was doing that, he was watching me do it. And he was like, so I can share like a document with other people. And I have to remember that like, he has no concept of like working with other people. Hmm. He's always done stuff by himself. And then he just like shows it to us and then we proofread it and he does it very independently. I'm like, yeah, man, like you can share all these documents with all kinds of people. I was like, you share it with me if you want. And he got so excited hmm. that we could write a story together, which made me feel really good in that moment that like I was mentally making him older or projecting down the way of like, this is an adult step that I'm making for you. And he very quickly showed me that like, no, he's still a kid and wants to write silly stories about magic and I can help him do it. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm like, thanks for that. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. He wasn't like asking me for you know, he could share tax returns or something that <laughs> I, I can mean, send you my receipts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a thing. Cause I mean, our, our kids have Google accounts through their school. Like, everybody in the school system has an account that's, you know, it's owned by the school. Is it it's linked managed. to the school? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, a dot edu, whatever yeah, type of account. Okay. Yeah. It's managed by the school and everything and they can't take it with them, you know, after that. But one thing that's interesting about that that I didn't even realize because they were set up without me is that um, within the context of the school, they have an email address that is a known uh, equation. It's their first name dot last name at this dot this dot this dot this. So mm. if they have a friend that they know their name, all they have to do is mm. to figure out their yeah. email address, then they can just put in their name. And so once you have that and you have a Google account, then you can share docs like you're talking about. So anyway, I found out at one point that my oldest son was um, like outside of classwork was working on a slideshow with a friend of his uh, when they were at, not the middle school, when they were at an elementary school. They went to different middle schools, but they still know each other's school email addresses. Hmm. So they now have this, it's like a dinosaur fact slideshow or something. But it's cool that they actually get to work on this thing together, even though they don't see each other at school anymore. They don't really have a way to get in touch with each other. And yeah. so while they're opening, they pull up this Google, whatever the slideshow, I don't, know, I don't know what the name of the app is, but once they pull that up, you can edit and it, it shows up on the other person's thing. Mm -hmm. So they can like type back and forth in the document. In real time. So they're like chatting through the thing. I'm like, that is so cool. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done with that if I was a kid. And I had a way to just like, and it's kind of a hack around. Like they weren't given permission to do that. They just yeah. figured out that if we work on this thing together, I can see what you type and you can see what I type. So we can actually talk back and forth. And I didn't want to get on this case about it because it's actually a really cool thing yeah. to figure out. <laughs> so in lieu of giving them a way to communicate with people through a phone or whatever, uh, I think that's a pretty... Pretty safe way for him to talk to somebody specifically. He knows who he's talking to because he knew, right. he knows them in real life. You know that kind of thing. We used to pass TI eighty threes back and forth, and uh, <laughs> yeah, very limited and pre vocabulary there. Though. Oh, you had a full keyboard. Oh, oh yeah, TI eighty three. You could program that thing. Oh. We'd have games. I think you could play. Uh, I'm older than you. Our calculators oh. were. It's your graphing calculator. Yeah, and you can do a lot on a graphing calculator. I used to write to my now wife. Like love letters on calculators that we used to pass back and forth. <clears throat> Nerd. That kind of dork. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> but it totally worked, though. Yeah. 
That's awesome. All right. Well, um, well, my in that same thing, I was telling him like he knows my wife's email address, her Yahoo email address, because he uses it to log into one of his school things. Oh yeah. And I was telling him about like it's it's whatever your email address dot Gmail. And he's like, oh, like mom has the the Yahoo one. I'm like, yeah. He's like, so I just changed it's the beginning and then I just put Gmail at the end. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, you can't do that. So I, then I had to, we had talked about web addresses and how you type in a web address. And then I, I let him know that I like to make stuff.com existed. And he thought that we're now the coolest people in the world <laughs> because we, we have our own website. You have a website? He, it's exactly the reaction. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. He's like, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> what do you think I do for a now? Thing? Now we've reached the pinnacle of coolness because we have a website. But I had to explain to him. I'm like, each one of these search engines, and I explained what a search engine was, is like a, a neighborhood. Mm. I'm like, I happen to have a house in a couple different neighborhoods. It's like, your mom has a house in that one neighborhood. You have a house in Google's neighborhood. Oh, that's a great analogy. Your mom and I are still together, yeah. just to be clear. But I have houses on tons <laughs> of places. So it's, it's it's fun trying to explain the internet to a 10-year-old who fully understands because he operates. And he, and, yeah. But in his limited capacity of using the internet, knows of like Scratch or knows how to search for pictures just by like typing into the, the web address. So it automatically defaults. I have it defaulting to search by Google. So he thinks just like typing something into the address bar will take him to like the internet. And I think mm. that all of the executives at Google uh, have a big smile on their face because I think that's what they're trying to go for. They want oh, like yeah. searching the internet to be ubiquitous with just using Google. Yeah. And in our house, I've discovered that that is exactly the case because I haven't taught him otherwise. Yeah, I think there's a significant amount of people who just think that Google is the internet. Yeah, I'm like, you, have you never heard of Bing? <laughs> Good, because it sucks. Yeah. But- <laughs> Seriously. Uh, somebody sent over a link to, um, there's a Netflix documentary called uh, Social Media something. One? Social Dilemma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've and heard so, about it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I haven't either. They were asking us to watch it and talk about it on here. So maybe hmm. sometime this week we can each try to watch it and have a conversation about it. Because okay. it sounds like it's pretty good and covers a lot of the, I don't know if it's around kids or just the use of social stuff. Um but I think that might be interesting, especially as our kids are getting older and we're having to figure out how to do this. Um, anything else on this? I don't want to cut it off, but I was wanting to get to something. No, it was just like a, it was a very strange realization that I had to explain. Like my, my son is trying to be older in very innocent ways. Hmm. And just like most kids, he tried to resist. And I, I gave him more freedom. But he kind of like he was like, well, you put parental controls on the switch. And I'm like, well, that's like it's a time limit. So like it just stops at a certain time. I'm like, and I didn't know how to do that. You taught me how to do that. Because <laughs> in his like, like you talked about your daughter and, and Destin's son giving a presentation on mm-hmm. the very logical reasons why they should be allowed to do something. My son did that with the switch. And he told me all about the parental controls app that he read about and like the oh, Nintendo yeah. news. I remember you saying that. I'm like, oh. Okay. Thanks. And then he got upset with me trying to put parental controls. And it was funny watching his face when I shut him up, like, immediately. Because <laughs> he got mad at me. I'm like, you showed me how to do that. Yeah. He's like, I'm never going to tell you anything ever again. <laughs> I'm like, ah. That's funny. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, uh, ooh, look at that. I made the back of a pirate ship. It's a handsome. I wish I had made the pirate ship rather than a wrecked pirate ship. It's weird to have three yeah. individual pieces. I wanted the pirate it's, ship. It's cute, but I think the pirate ship would be much more impressive. Hmm. Do you have to add stuff to it? Because it looks like that piece is buried in the sand. I don't know. I don't know. But you ha- you can't just like turn this into the ship. You have to take it apart. Oh. And I don't yeah. want to do that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway, um, the Mandalorian trailer came out. Mandalorian trailer did come out. It looked pretty cool. It did look pretty cool. It was very... I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting anything. I hadn't really thought that far into it. Uh, But it was different than I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) Conundrum. I don't know what I expected, honestly. I don't know how it's different or anything. But, like, it it just had a... I like it. It's not a negative thing. It just... 
had a different look and a different vibe than I was kind of assuming it would have somehow. I don't know how I could assume that if I didn't have anything in, lo- in mind, but... Well, it's funny how we talked about it, and then the whole trailer was like, you have to get the child back to where he came from. And the whole trailer was just like, it seemed to be the journey of him getting him back to where he came from. Yeah. And we, like, <laughs> we purported that it could have been all these other things. I was like, oh, yeah, they, they said at the very end that you have to get the kid back where you came from. So that's kind of what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, they already set that up. Yeah, that was oh, old yeah. dialogue from last season. Whoop, whoop. Um, Hold on. But I, if you look at those shots, the majority of them, it's very clear that the majority of them are from the same planet. So I think it's a thing like the first trailer of the first season where almost every shot in that trailer is from the first episode. It needs happening? a kickstand. I think this is supposed to be. What's happening here? I don't know. Um, because, like, uh, there's a shot of them on a boat. There's a shot of them on a dock. The sky is the same color as it is in many of the other shots. It's not all from the same place, but a lot of it is. So I'm pretty sure that we're not actually getting much of the season in that trailer. Just the, you know, cool stuff from the first episode. That's what I think. Which is good, because I like the surprise of... I loved the fact that we watched the first episode of season one, and I was like, that was pretty much all the trailer stuff. So now I have yep. no idea what's coming. Everything is new. Yeah, that's great. But I am really excited about it. Uh, I haven't shown the kids the trailer yet, just because... I haven't shown my kids time. either. They're going to be stoked, because they love it. I'm so going to have to count these links in the chain now. We need to start watching, rewatching season one, because I want to get caught up right before uh, the other one comes out. That's what we like to do here. Um, and also, I saw today that the Oculus Quest 2 was just released. Yep. But that's all I saw, other than the price. But do you know anything about it? Do you yes. know what's different? Of course you do. What's different? It's white. Oh, well, it's going to be dirty. Count me in. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get dirty. But the resolution, the performance, the storage capacity... Everything is like an order of magnitude better. Hmm. Not just like little improvements, which Anthony and I talked about this during the Apple event yesterday. How like this card and this new Apple chip increases performance by 40%. And I'm like, but my phone is super fast. I mean, if I, if I go on a website or open an app, like it just kind of works. Like that speed difference seems imperceptible hmm. to where the Oculus not only is like the performance faster, but the, the resolution... Uh, this is the third VR headset that I've tried. The first one I've actually owned. And you can tell when you use it that, like, it's a little grainy. It's got a, a little hint of, like, the chicken wiring. It's still really cool. Chicken wiring? Yeah, where you look. It, it has these, like, hexagonal or octagonal. Oh, like the seams in between the, the kind yeah. of. I, I see what you mean. Okay. Um, Whoa, don't. But you don't. look past it because it's it's cool and it's fun and you're immersed in the game. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're trying to, like, focus on things in fine detail, and some games force you to, to look at things in fine detail, you can't really see it. Mm-hmm. When you're playing shooting games, there's, like, a bad guy way over there, and you have iron sights on a gun, and you're like, well, the precision of iron sights is kind of lost. The Oh, you're about to drop sails. There you go. Ooh, thank you. The Oculus 2, per eye, has uh, 2K resolution with, I forgot how many more pixels per eye to give you a combined 4k visual experience which is crazy hmm yeah uh i got an email from oculus through facebook the other day because the oculus has the oculus store they have games that are put this on backwards 15 to 25 whatever dollars a piece and they're they're vetted and there's also a thing called uh, side quest like where you can sideload games. Oh, yeah. So those are more developer beta versions. There's things that people can crowdsource. Yeah, I was wondering why I had a door in the back of your pirate ship there. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I was just thinking that maybe that's why it's in pieces because it has a giant hole in the back. Now it's a door. Uh, but to sideload, you have to create a developer account and you have to enable developer mode on your Oculus. Hmm. And so it's super easy to do that. And it's just like you have to create an account, which they don't have to verify. You don't have to do anything. And then you can download SideQuest and get games, the, the cool, fun games that you can't find on the Oculus Store. Well, now you have to verify like your developerness with Facebook. So you either have to put in your phone number or put in like a, a payment method. 
So it's it's a small, but in some people's minds, because it's Facebook, a, a huge yeah uh, hurdle right. to continue to do that. Uh, there's a couple other things that you have to verify or you have to do to maintain that developer mode because they're trying to shift things entirely to the Oculus Store. So I think that they are letting down or offering more games than what they have and kind of letting down some of their vetting process to try to push out SideQuest. Hmm. But SideQuest is really, it's, I mean, it's fun. You can try out games a lot easier because a lot of them are free. Uh, you can get beta versions of stuff before they come release, and you can be part of the process. Yeah. And so it feels a lot more crowdsourced than the Oculus Store because they're very finished, very polished games. And there's the the library is, is a little limited. Yeah. So with the new headset, with all its like computing power, with the processing speed, with the visual acuity getting better, all those things are awesome. They're also updating the back end to where it's ambiguous now whether the Oculus Store is going to be better because they're trying to absorb that market share from mm-hmm. SideQuest or they're just trying to block it out and forcing you to go in their vertical development, which could be a pain. So yeah, the VR experience through Oculus as a novice with the Oculus 2 could be like, whoa, this just looks cooler. But again, I could put the Oculus on somebody right now. They would be amazed and then just the difference would be noticeable to a previous user, not to a novice. Right. So I imagine that the Oculus itself, I've seen some places where it's being taken like out of stock. So I don't know if they're going to become discounted pieces or if they're just taking them and hmm. taking certain components and putting them into the Oculus too. Yeah, they could be know. recycling stuff out of them. As far as the, um, to jump back to the beginning of what you're talking about, the the power of hardware like that, especially when you look at things like iPhones or, you know, Google phones or whatever you talk about the processors or the image uh, processing being so much higher and you're like what's the point you know because it's already as fast as like it could be physically if you're touching something it's reacting immediately there's no noticeable lag a lot of what they're doing there is just creating headroom for future development so they're just giving more capacity for processing so that the next couple of generations of games or apps or whatever have more to work with as they try to push VR, AR, you know, on on device image processing and all that type of stuff. It just gives them more space to do that without affecting the human interaction. Yeah. Because if there's not that, then they have to pull one resource to be able to use it over here. And so, you know, if they're trying to, Im- you know, process an image that makes the touch interface less prioritized and slower or you know the maybe the spatial tracking in vr becomes a little bit laggy because they're also trying to do this and so those things aren't necessarily you're not going to notice the uh, speed improvements using the same app probably on two different pieces of hardware but you would know that you would notice that in the future on a, a newer app you know working on that hardware work Versus working on older hardware. Well, in the the Apple event yesterday, they had some side-by-sides of current games to what the new processors will allow. And this is stuff like dynamic lighting, Mm. um, adaptive shadowing, things in games to add realism to it. Which I think is good, especially in VR, and especially for the the Quest, because the Quest is, is pretty much a mobile platform, right? So you can link it. You can do like stream VR if you have to have a certain type of computer where you can stream it to your headset where it's just like a proxy monitor. But most of the games that are in the Oculus Store are kind of mobile-based games because it it takes a lot of storage power to be able to play those games. So like the Vader Immortal is a super cool game. It looks amazing, but it's three separate air quotes games, like chapters of the same game. But Mm -hmm. the one game itself would have way too much storage space and processing power for that thing. So by increasing all of that, they're able to increase the fidelity, they're in- increase like maybe the length of the game or what mm. the game is able to offer, which is super cool because my experience with VR, um, because I have the Quest, they are shorter form games that are really fun, but they're kind of limited. So like Half-Life Alex, yeah. uh, I've seen walkthroughs of that and there are ways that you can, through side quest and like a, a, a PC um, like relaying proxy into the, the headset, you can play that game. 
But without that, if you, you couldn't download it from the store because the game is way too complex oh, to be able yeah. to have on a completely mobile platform. Right. And having done the tethered and the completely mobile, like the the quest itself is amazing because you don't have cables. And like the freeness, mm-hmm. if you had a space that was large enough, like you could just aimlessly wander without being tethered to a computer or to like a battery pack or a power source. Like it is super amazing. Yeah. So any improvements that they have to make it more ubiquitous so that more people want to get into it, which I think is their overall goal, uh, then cool. Do it. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. I was kind of, you know, back and forth on on VR. I still am. I mean, whether it's something I would actually use on a regular basis or not. Because even gaming systems, I, I play. I did finally finish Fallen Order, by the way, cool. two weeks ago. I finished the game, everybody. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't play video games enough to really even justify the system, much less an add-on or a dedicated VR system. I am a sucker for new technology, though. Yeah. I love did tech you, stuff. Did you buy it? It's not out yet. What? The Quest 2. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, because no, no, that's no, a very popular no, 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 thing no, for you to do. No, no, no. Um, no, I'm waiting for the PS5. Mm. I, I have not bought... I'm, I'm invested in the PlayStation ecosystem. Mm-hmm. I like the PS4. I've had... A PS2 on, and so I keep was waiting for like the PS5 to come out, and uh, with the assumption that there's going to be an upgraded VR experience with that, and they're saying that the existing PSVR stuff will work with the PS5, but they say it will work with it, which means we have haven't finalized our new VR whatever, and since I'm not in a hurry for it anyway, I'm just gonna. My plan is to get a PS5, and then whenever the newer version of VR comes out for that, I'll probably look at that pretty seriously and see if it's a a worthwhile investment for it. It's still, it's just hard for me to like assume that I'll use any VR package more than once or twice. You know, I've used it more than once or twice. Like it's not an everyday occurrence, um, but especially like when we were home, not working here, it was a really fun escape. Yeah. Um, I could put it on the kids and they could go for a walk around Cairo or mm. around other cities. Uh, when we weren't able to go on vacation, I got this really cool fishing game and I could go fishing and it's really peaceful because it's like an actual lake. It's based in, the game is based in South Korea. So you go around to these key locations in South Korea and like, oh, it's starting to rain. And mm. when you put the headset on, it's just you in a lake in oh, the rain. that'd be cool. It's yeah, I could that. the immersion of the environment was just as satisfying as like, oh, I caught a fish. Like, that was neat. Yeah. But just like, ah. Yeah. It was, it was neat. That, But that's what it is. It's, it's that's neat. That's interesting. Yeah. You can't play like a campaign game. Like I said, they're mostly, because it's the quest, they're mostly mobile type. Like, I can play this for a certain amount of time and then I'm kind of done. You know? Yeah. Vader Immortal, because it's the three games, has a story that has a beginning and an end. But you're kind of on rails for most of that game. Yeah. And so it's not a full, expansive, um, like, side mission type deal. So the games themselves are pretty linear. Therefore, it doesn't require as much investment, which lends itself to, like, picking it up every once in a while. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Because, yeah, most PC or console games are, you know, 120 hours worth of investment to get to the end of it. Huh, that's interesting. And it does have the ability to return a game, which is cool. You can buy something off of the the oculus store and within two weeks or a certain gameplay limit if you just don't like it anymore you can return it hmm. yeah so if you're having a party and you want people to walk on that plank and like dive into their tv like the guy in the crazy video <laughs> like you can totally do that and then whenever they're gone just return it huh well uh star wars squadrons is the thing Ooh. that got me really like okay i could see how this is a case where it doesn't have to be vr but vr would make that experience way cooler i mean i i played some like flight sim when i was a kid i had a really terrible uh commodore 64 f19 game or something like that i don't remember it was terrible but i love the fact that i was flying a plane mm-hmm. um and like in control of all the stuff and to do that in vr in space with star wars vehicles that sounds awesome it does sound awesome i think people are gonna puke their faces off Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, VR, like, it, a common setting is to have snap movements. 
So you're 45 degree or 90 degree whenever you want to turn with a joystick rather than just kind of turning your head. You can turn your head all day, but a lot of games, if you want to move, you do the like cursor kind of jumps mm. uh, if you don't have the space. But some things when you want to do snap turns, uh, they're that way to prevent a little bit of that queasy motion sickness yeah. feeling. And there was a portal knockoff game where you're a cactus. <laughs> What? Yeah, you're a cactus, but you're playing Portal. It's almost identical, but you're a cactus. That's weird. And think of Portal like I'm going to shoot the the one portal way over there, and then I'm going to jump off of the ledge, and it's going to propel me on like a different axis. Oh, yeah. That game gave me a headache. It made me very uncomfortable with the the dynamic like axis yeah. movement. Oh, yeah. That would and be so tough. looking at hmm. squadrons, I'm like, exactly. I'm like, I want to play that right now with my headset on. And then I'm like, in space where there's no horizon, mm-hmm. there's nothing to keep you grounded in a, a movement. That may be a plus, but from, from scuba diving and being on boats, like to prevent some of that queasiness, having a reference point in the distance and trying to focus on that yeah. helps. Yeah. I think they did kind of plan for that a little bit though, because there's these capital ships mm. that are so big, they take okay. up almost the entire field of view. That's good. And I know eventually you progress up to where you get to those capital ships and you're flying around on them. But it's, it seems to me that the campaign is you start really far out and you're fighting through waves of different, you know, you're trying to get to those big ships. And so I would imagine the horizon is, it becomes more volatile the closer you get to it, you know, it's bigger, mm-hmm. but the changes are more effective. So, and I mean, the good thing, if since it's on a console or if you're playing on a PC or whatever, if the VR makes you sick, you can just use a screen and... Yeah. You know, it's not like you're choosing that it has to be a VR. It's just a game that has that option. So I'm pretty stoked about that. I'm waiting impatiently for them to announce the PS5, <laughs> and I'm going to do my best to get it because I'm a sucker. But you're not a sucker. You like things. That's true. You want to have enjoyment. These people are making something specifically for you just to enjoy yourself. That's true. That's a good, good point. Um,. There's a lot of piano happening up there. Mm-hmm. We've been going for like an hour. Have we? Yeah. You got anything else you want to finish this motorcycle? But there's. Oh, by the way, there's while like you were talking about that, I realized that you don't have to disassemble the entire thing. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a whole. Once you finish the island for the for the pirate ship, then it goes into how to pull off the ship parts, take out a few things, and then stick them together to make the whole ship. And then you can stick the island parts together to make an island. Oh, that's cool. So I don't have to start over. Mm. I don't know that I'll go through the effort to do this, but I can. <laughs> so, Except I won't now. I never will. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Where are you going to put that? I have no idea. It's huge. I have no idea. We're running out of storage space for these Lego sets. Anyway. Oh, um, mm, what? I feel like maybe... I feel like sarcasm is on its way. No. <laughs> this is housekeeping. I like to make stuff housekeeping stuff. Okay. So it's whatever day right now. Wednesday? Sure. So when you hear this, there probably won't be a project video on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Do we need to kind of give people, like, hmm. should we prepare people? Yeah. They'll figure it out. <laughs> Our release schedule this week is atypical for reasons that will be apparent when all is revealed. And then next week, you can forget about it and we'll move on with normal programming. Yep. <laughs> Cool. So where can people find you? Uh, <laughs> at bootyshaker42 <laughs> at yahoo.com. I'm not going to tell people my silly email Don't address. Don't email that address silly. because it's probably real. I was just kidding. Hmm. No, where can people find you? Uh, hold on. Sorry. I got locked in this weird little like, what part is that? And I forgot how to breathe. Um, right there. Josh <laughs> underscore make stuff. Man, I, I got stuck in a loop that I couldn't get out of. I've had that a couple of times in the last day or so where I start a sentence and before the words come out, another sentence starts and then they both come out at the same time and then I have to stop myself and back up or like I change directions. Man, it's been, I'm not One sure week? if that's a sleep thing. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, um, you can find all of us at Alex Make Stuff on all the stuff. And huge thanks to our Maker Alliance. Um, we have some more like potential things coming uh, in the in the content realm soon. We were talking about some cool stuff the other day. Oh yeah. And I'm excited about those things. Those things are not profitable. 
I cannot figure out a way to make at least some, I'm looking at the list over there, I can't figure out a way to make some of those things bring in any income, but the reason that they're still on the list to do is because of the people in the Maker Alliance. Yeah, which is unfortunate because they have value. Yeah, and we may figure that out. But the thing I'm not afraid to jump in to do these things because we have the support, the community of the Maker Alliance. It's um, a really fantastic group of people. If you want to join that and uh, be a you know a team member, a supporter of I Like to Make Stuff, go to ilikeTomakeStuff.com/join. Good job, you got it right. Thanks. That was a guess, but <laughs> whatever guess. we can do it. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, next time we'll talk about non-tech something. We'll want to figure something else out? Yep. Bounce around. But yeah, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.